while the last episode was all about returning talent, now we're looking at the new faces that should make an immediate impact for the 2022 Cowboy football team, as well as some of the new faces gracing every other Big 12 team as we finish up spring practice and keep heading towards football season. Plus, former Cowboy Devin Harper had a top 30 visit on Tuesday, all on today's episode of Locked on Pokes. Thanks for making Lockdown Pokes your first listen. Every day we are free and available on all platforms. You are Locked on Pokes, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Cowboy fans? Welcome to the Locked On Pokes podcast, your daily Oklahoma State podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I am your host, Linda Godfrey. You can find all of my fantasy football work on Matthew Berry's Fantasy Life newsletter. You can find all of my obnoxious Oklahoma State tweets on Twitter at Lindellians. You can follow the show at Locked On underscore on underscore pokes on Twitter or find the show on the Locked On Pokes Facebook page. I'm really the most active straight from my account, even about this show. Make sure you follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast app to get the latest shows every weekday here with Locked on Pokes. Now, we talked about returning talent, which is fun, but what's more fun than the unknown? So we're talking about new faces that can make immediate impacts for Oklahoma State. Now, I've just done three because I think there are potentially quite a few new faces, but... I wanted to highlight the three that I think are going to make the biggest impact right out of the gate, starting first with wide receiver Talon Shetron. I am so bad at that last name. He is a four-star recruit that flipped from Oklahoma to Oklahoma State after Oklahoma State offered a position and scholarship to his brother, who's a tight end. Listen, I'm I'm not above it. I don't care. Get them here however we have to get them here. He is already fitting in nicely with the very young but very skillful wide receiver room in Stillwater. From the videos at spring practice to the rumors that are coming through the grapevines, all of the signs point to him making an immediate impact for this wide receiver group. He is fast, he's big, he is physical. Offensive coordinator Casey Dunn has nothing but rave reviews about Shetron, including having to remind himself that this kid's prom should be next weekend, the weekend that he'll be catching passes in Oklahoma State's final spring practice in front of fans. A freshman that wants to be great, and he has plenty of time to work towards it as well as an opportunity to showcase it immediately with a veteran wide after veteran wide receiver Tate Martin left for the NFL. So he is going to get a chance to prove himself right out of the gate. And I think that's, I think he is absolutely ready for that. He was an early enrollee. He has been here. He has been working. And like I said, just everything that's coming out about him says points to him being a budding superstar running back. Ollie Gordon, huge, This kid is huge. That could be like the end of his segment. I'm not sure what else to even say besides that. He is so big. Like on tape, he just looks massive. Though he's listed at 6'1", people are arguing he's closer to like 6'3". 
The offensive lineman Cole Birmingham said he didn't think he was a running back the first time he saw him on campus. Ollie early enrolled in February. Punter Tom Hutton took to Twitter in protest of Gordon's listed height, saying if he's 6'1", I've shrunk. He looks massive. And while it sounds like Dominic Richardson currently has control of the lead of the running back room, there's no doubt in my mind that we're going to see some Ollie Gordon on the field in the fall for the Cowboys. Now, if we could just shape up that offensive line room a little bit, I think that would be very helpful to the youth of the running back room and the backfield. I am I am wholly concerned about the offensive line and we will get there. Maybe I'll feel better when we leave when I leave, you know, that final spring practice, but the fact that we don't have the depth to play a scrimmage is concerning that there's that many injuries and not enough depth to just like put me out there. I'll block or at least pretend to block. I'm big. I got linebacker shoulders. They're wide enough for a drill or two. Again, sounds like Dominic Richardson didn't mean to go on that on the tangent, but it sounds like Richardson is, is kind of in charge of the running back room right now. That RB one again, they reached out to Dylan McDuffie. So there's definitely feelers out to get some more veteran presence in that backfield. And then on the defensive side, players, new faces that are going to make an immediate impact is linebacker Xavier Benson. No doubt about it, losing Devin Harper and Malcolm Rodriguez hurt. It's going to hurt. It's going to be noticeable. The starting linebackers were huge for the monster Oklahoma State defense in 2021. But the Cowboys did their due diligence, scouring the transfer portal and landing linebacker transfer Xavier Benson He's a JUCO transfer who also spent some time at Texas Tech. Last year, Rodriguez racked up 118 tackles, 68 solo tackles for Oklahoma State. While Xavier Benson's final stat line for his 2020 season, 2021 season was 120 tackles and 69 nice solo tackles. While Benson was doing it at a JUCO level, it's still a monster stat line to end the season with. And Benson was an early enrollee. He's already generated some buzz this spring in practice. Again, he's been there. He's learning. He's got the, you know, he's not walking into a brand new scheme because he's, I mean, he is, but he's doing it with a coach who's also teaching that new scheme. He's not behind anybody is what I'm trying to say. So I'm excited to see what he does on the defensive side of the ball. I'm really bummed that there's not going to be a full spring game scrimmage. First of all, I live for it. It's one of my favorite weekends in Stillwater of the year. But the fact of, first of all, the fact of the matter is we still don't know who our backup quarterback is. Now, I'm not going to get into this because we're going to talk about the spring game tomorrow. But the fact that we're lacking that offensive line health and depth makes me very nervous for these young running backs and wide receivers as they're we're asking them to like really step up and take the mantle. Next up, I go over the new faces all over the rest of the Big 12 and who I think will provide some immediate impact to each team. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of Major League Baseball season. I saw an Oklahoma State kid was playing for the Dodgers, so now I'm a Dodgers fan. I'm not really into Major League Baseball, but I'm working on it. Bet Online is your continued source for all of your sport wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. 
Head to the website today to use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. Thanks for making Locked on Pokes your first listen every day. Now for a big announcement starting Thursday, April 28th. Tune in to Locked on NFL Draft's live coverage of the 2022 NFL Draft with all three days of real-time analysis from our extensive lineup of experts and insiders. And for those of you dying to know who your team will take, catch Odyssey and Locked On NFL's mock draft special hosted by Brian Peacock and former scout Matt Williamson of the Peacock and Williamson NFL show all week leading up to the first pick. You can find the Locked On NFL Draft live on the Locked On NFL Draft YouTube page. The Odyssey NFL Mock Draft can be found on Odyssey and Locked On NFL Draft podcast feeds. The Locked On NFL Draft live is April 28th at 7 Eastern, the 29th at 6.30 Eastern, and the 30th at 11.30 a.m. Eastern. Odyssey NFL Mock Draft is from April 18th through the 22nd, plus again on the 25th. All right, we're headed into the new faces of the Big 12, and as I've previously mentioned, there are a lot of new ones. Now, I didn't put any kickers on that list. I will spare you all from the torture that I put myself through, but we are going to talk about some quarterbacks. I am going to dive into quarterbacks probably after spring really wraps up and all the spring games, and, and we start getting a clearer picture of who's winning the quarterback battles at some of these schools. But today I'm just going to kind of touch on the guys we know mostly for certain are going to start for their teams in 2021. At Kansas, KU has picked up seven transfers and all seven have a chance to make an immediate impact for the Jayhawks. Two of the offensive players, Kai Thomas and Savion Williams, will add immediate depth and talent to a running back room that's already home to Devin Neal. If KU's offensive line allows it, the Jayhawk backfield could be a big shock to the Big 12. I like Devin Neal a lot, adding two guys from the Big 10 to that backfield, guys that have you know have at least a little bit of playing time. That's fantastic. That's exactly what you want from KU. I have talked about it, and you know, till I'm blue in the face, I think they're going to surprise the Big 12 this year. Now, I don't think they're going to be fighting for the Big 12 championship game. I don't even think they'll be the middle of the pack. I think they'll likely still be the worst Big 12 team, but I think they can get four or five wins, and that would be, I think that would be fun to watch. That's what I'm hoping for. Baylor, the former Big 12 championship, landed a key player for their defensive line in Jackson Player, a four-star transfer from Tulsa that was also sought after by Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and TCU. Baylor doesn't have a ton of holes, in my opinion, but they definitely made their defense better with this move. This guy is is was brought in to play immediately. He should play immediately. He had a ton of offers. I just gave you the Big 12 schools. So this was a great get for Baylor. You know, they they have been doing no wrong on the football side of things. With that offensive line, with who they were able to bring back, and yes, they lost some veteran players, but they're going to be right back in the mix for the Big 12 championship, without any doubt in my mind. Texas Tech, in recent years, you would have never uttered the words, boy, Texas Tech is sure working on bolstering that offensive line. But alas, new head coach Jerry, Mc- 
Jerry Maguire. Joey Maguire has made it a point to bring in guys to protect whichever quarterback ends up slinging the rock in 2022. USC transfer Ty Buchanan is one of those offensive line transfers. He is a 6'6 bully with four years of eligibility left. If things go well, he could be a staple in that offensive line for the next several years for the Red Raiders. And that's not the only guy they've added. McGuire has added three other offensive linemen in the hopes of building that wall. From a pure football fan standpoint, that's what I like to see. You have to protect your quarterback. Again, whoever ends up being the Texas Tech quarterback is going to need that wall in front of them to protect them. So I love that McGuire is finally kind of focusing on that because it feels like Texas Tech offensive line has been pretty non-existent since like 2018, 2019. Texas, I'm not going to dance around this one. There's no reason to. The answer is Quinn Ewers. Now, they're saying it's a quarterback competition with Hudson Card. I get it. I don't think there's much of a competition. I know recently it came out that Quinn Ewers was starting to get more practice reps than Hudson Card. I think the plan all along has been for Quinn Ewers to be their starting quarterback. But the question that does remain is can Steve Sarkeesian get the most out of him? The Longhorns have far too much talent on their team to only be winning five games. You could argue they had far too much talent in 2021 to only win five games. That leaves me doubting the guy that's in charge of these dudes. I am not sold on the Steve Sarkeesian mess. We'll see what happens, but until I see some proof that he can get enough productivity out of the guys that he has on that roster with as much talent that he has There is no reason for them not to be at the top of the Big 12. And I won't believe it till I see it. TCU wide receiver Jordan Hudson. The Horn Frogs lost two outside receivers this offseason. One to the transfer portal, the other switching positions, but still on the roster. He's just on the defensive side of the ball now. Hudson should get a chance to get immediate experience in the pass-catching world for TCU next season. Iowa State, the Delaware lineback transfer Colby Reeder, who will be playing for his fourth defensive coordinator, has a shot at starting for the staunch Iowa State defense in 2022 if he can learn yet another new defensive scheme. If he's quick on his feet with learning and if you're on your fourth coordinator, I think you probably are. You're probably pretty good at uh, learning new schemes. There are openings for starting linebackers in that room, and Reader has a final year of eligibility left. It'll be an interesting thing to keep an eye on. The Iowa State defense has never been any kind of joke, and uh, he's a big dude, so he could make that defense better right out of the gate. Oklahoma, another one I'm not going to dance around. There's no reason to. It's Dylan Gabriel, a bit like Quinn Ewers being the easy answer for Texas. Gabriel is the no-brainer new face for the Sooners. And I made a joke on the round table. I said round weird just then on the round table about Gabriel's height, but I'm, this man's cannot be bigger than five ten. And if his offensive line isn't up to snuff, that could be a serious problem. As long as though you can protect their new quarterback, it should be fine. But he is a far cry from six, five Heisman hopeful Caleb Williams. I mean, polar opposites. He's kind of built like, Baker, but shorter and maybe even a little stockier. And yes, he's linked up with Jeff Levy, which is great. I'm just, I'm never sold on a 5'10 quarterback. That's all I'm saying. And and I know it says six foot on the website, but I'm telling you, go watch some tape. 
he is not six foot. I've seen six foot. That ain't it. <laughs> Kansas State, Adrian Martinez, quarterback transfer from Nebraska. A dual threat that should be a blast in the backfield paired with Deuce Vaughn. It is a good thing the Wildcats nabbed a quarterback that can run a little bit because the depth they have behind Vaughn is a little concerning at best. That's the nicest way to put that. And Kansas State didn't bring in any other running back so far in 2022. So I think I got like a red shirt freshman and, uh, you know, just not a whole lot of, of names behind Deuce Vaughn. And I know Deuce is, is can do it by himself, but you've got to have some depth there. And then at West Virginia is JT Daniels. I accidentally turned this into the Big 12 quarterbacks. I swear it that was not the plan. JT Daniels made his decision to come to the Big 12 not that many days ago. He's got a lot to prove. Like we talked about on the Big 12 Roundtable episode, if you haven't listened to that, we talked about kind of everything that he's putting on the line coming to West Virginia. My biggest concern is Neil Brown, who I don't trust at all as a head coach. Will he be able to get the most out of JT Daniels in a last-ditch effort to save Daniels' future career and Brown's future as the West Virginia coach? I don't know they can. I think JT Daniels has had a bad string of luck. I think he has a lot of skill. I think he had a lot of potential. He might still have a lot of that potential, but he's been through a lot uh, mentally and physically with his body and injuries. But, um, you know, so I just don't I just don't know how I feel about Neil Brown being in charge of a quarterback that needs everything to go their way this year. Coming up, former Cowboy linebacker Devin Harper has talked with a number of NFL teams so far as we're one week away from the NFL draft. Devin Harper has been on an absolute tour in the last few weeks. He was a combine snub that all of us, you know, kind of shook our head at, wondering why he didn't get the invite. But so far, he has visited with the Falcons, the Cowboys, the Colts, Bears, Browns, Lions, and Ravens. Harper, like Jalen Warren, is likely an undrafted free agent or a late draft guy, you know, day three draft guy. He spent two days with the Browns, who have successfully maneuvered the undrafted free agent linebacker market in the past. So I think that's that's a good indication that you know somebody that's kind of been down this a team that's done this before is looking at him. But the fact that this many teams are interested speaks volumes to what Devin Harper put on tape last season, and he also had a fantastic pro day, highlighted by his speed and him out jumping the high jump tree marker the rack I think I did this last time I still can't find a name for that device the the high jumping I like tree I feel like trees right it's kind of got like little branches that you hit we're gonna go with high jumping high, high jump tree out jumped it they had to make it go higher so he could try again had a great pro day had a great season big dude prototypical you know, build. And it's nice to know that this many people have noticed him. And now their fans are starting to notice too. That's when I know the hype has taken over, you know, when beat writers are mentioning players or big, big names of accounts, it's one thing when like, that's your job is to cover that team. 
But when fans are going like, oh, we want Devin Harper on the Cowboys. He's a Cowboy. He's already a Cowboy. By the way, they're by far the loudest fan base. They want this player. And I think it's because the Locked On Dallas Cowboys host has mentioned him some. I'm guessing that's, you know, a narrative that's being pushed by Dallas Cowboy fans and, and podcasters and media members. So Devin Harper is catching fire. He has been on a blaze, on a trail the last several weeks. Make sure to check back in tomorrow for everything final spring practice before I head to Stillwater for the weekend. Thanks for making Locked On Pokes your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. Remember, you can find me on Twitter at Lindellians or follow the show page at Locked underscore on underscore Pokes on Twitter. I will talk to you all tomorrow. Go Pokes!